construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Flagstick Podcast, the year-end show, I guess, if you will. I am your host, or one of your hosts, Jeff Botter, and the Flagstick Podcast is presented once again by our very good friends at Srixon Golf Canada. Um, Srixon Golf uh, Balls, I've been playing these things for a very long time. Love them. I love them. I love them. Uh, so whether you're looking for a premium urethane option in the Z-Star Series, a quality budget option in the soft, feel or somewhere in between with the Q-Star Tour. Um, we're sure that uh, Srixon has the perfect golf ball for your game. Visit srixon.ca for more information. Welcome in Scott McLeod. How you doing, bud? I'm doing awesome. It's the holiday season. I love the holiday season. <laughs> I don't love the crappy weather that we get sometimes it's during the holiday good. season. I, I, I do love making the outdoor rink. I do love snow blowing snow from time to time. I don't like it when we get this mix of garbage mixed in with it. See, like, this is the battle I have with people all the time. I say how I hate winter, and they're like, oh, winter's nice, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you know what? It brings the possibility of this crap. So yeah, uh, this know. is why I hate winter. And to our friends out west who are suffering through you know, record cold as well, you know, yeah. family members out there, I feel for them. Lots of friends doing the same thing down down south too. I mean, oh, it's a crazy, huge weather system, and hopefully everybody uh, you know gets home <laughs> safe and sound for the holidays. And yes, um, it, it's funny. It's funny when when this kind of thing happens. Okay, I know we're going to talk some golf. Stress yeah, we'll not. There. We just <laughs> we got to get through some fun stuff first. When this kind of weather happens, weather here's, is fun. Here's the sequence in this household that occurs. Okay, so. Environment Canada, blah, 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 winter storm warning coming. We're going to get rain mixed with uh, 15 to 20 centimeters of snow. Then it's going to freeze and flash freeze. And there's going to be freezing rain and high winds and possible power outages. Oops, the negative word, the bad word, <laughs> power outages. So what happens? Okay, well, now we got we got to dig out the downspouts because we don't want the ice to build up at the bottom underneath all the snow and freeze so that the water backs up into the eaves troughs. Second thing, we've got to clear, make sure there's a clear path from the driveway to the side of the house where I've got a nice big area dug out so that I can roll the generator out there and plug it into the exterior thing for the, uh, um, you know, for the generator. <laughs> and then we got to fill the bathtubs up with water. You know, if there's a power edge, we've got to make sure the bathtubs are filled is with water. Is this so 1942? Or what? Like, get, this like... is the sequence of events, right? And it's it's like an Evans plan. Now, so, i got to do so, that for two properties. So here's the question. How often does all that become necessary? Uh, I mean, I get it. It's preventive measures. Okay, so when a right? big windstorm came through and, uh, okay, so and that's blew everything one, down, that was the May. first time since, that i have ever 19... had the generator plugged into the house since we okay. bought the house back in night or sorry two oh god in 2007 and the, and, and the first massive power outage since the ice storm in probably 1998 yes. so you're talking about twice yes that you've had to have these emergency measures yes. uh-huh okay i'll leave it at that but what happens <laughs> if you don't do all that I stuff that it. you do it's like it's I like get it. well what happens if i don't buy a lottery ticket <laughs> well that's it now here where we where you live you don't have this problem that we have where, where we are and a lot of people out where i live in the rural areas we run in a sump pump so yeah, okay. and we're in a high water I, I, totally, table so yeah. so if we don't have power 
the yeah. basement floods. Yeah. Okay. So I've got to totally, run a generator. Yeah, yeah, totally. So now our, our generator, we plug it into the house and then we flick a switch on the inside of the house and it brings power back to 50% of the house. So during the last windstorm there were, you know, we had, we had our fridge was working, our stove was working, yeah. we had some lights on, we had the internet. Like it was really yeah. like nothing was happening except I had right. to go out every 30 minutes and check and make sure there was gas yeah. and yeah, so it's it's a hassle. I prefer Espe- not to. Especially around the holiday season when you're trying uh-huh. to get ready for everything else and you got lots of stuff going on and have to do a podcast in the middle yes. of it. So yes, and but which which is what we are doing. Yeah, exactly. We, will <laughs> we are doing a podcast. So we got it's it's kind of a cool show today because we're not we're not getting in, we're not doing a golf instruction. We don't specifically mm-hmm. have a product watch feature in this uh this episode. This episode is just really we got a front nine and we got a back nine and we got yep. a little break in the middle and we're gonna we're gonna wrap up uh we're gonna wrap up the year. We're gonna kind of year in review if you will we're gonna highlight mm-hmm. some of the some of the cool things that happened um you know throughout the region and and with some uh you know throughout the country um yep. we're also going to we do have a few little tidbits to deal with that are more current just because some things have happened since yeah, the la- sure. last podcast and we do want to make sure that we get that information out there so we're going to start with that uh yeah, we're, sure. we're going to start with that um and we're going to start by uh by tipping it up on the front nine uh presented by our good friends at metcalf golf club um, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. The holidays are here. It's the perfect time to get that golfer on your list, something they would love, a gift of golf from Metcalf Golf Club. So visit MetcalfGolf.com and shop now. All right, Scott. Um, let's talk a little bit about some things that have happened since the last podcast mm. and within the last week before a, we get into the uh, a, the year in a, review. Been a busy last couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, you're actually, testing so. stuff. This is your um oh yeah, this is your testing seasons for those for those listening and those watching. This time of year, Scott kind of, you know, gets a few invites here and there to go and check out some of the new product that's uh, that's coming on uh, coming on the market, and it's yep. an opportunity to to test some stuff. And this mm-hmm. is uh, we'll call it testing season for Mister McLeod. Yeah, you know, um, under embargo for a lot of product. Um, you know, it used to be that a lot of product would be coming out at the PGA Show at the end of January. Uh, we have a lot of introductions coming around January tenth, eleventh where you'll see a lot of product revealed from many companies. Uh, as a media member, I get to sign lovely non-disclosure agreements that uh, usually have financial penalties. So I can't really talk about details of product, no matter what yeah, you see don't, out there. Please. No, well, no matter what you see out there, there's a lot of leaks and stuff like that of photos and things. Um, you'll see a lot of takedowns for a lot of that stuff because it's, Photos grabbed improperly, it's proprietary stuff, whatever the case may be. Um, We may get some sneaks that come from the manufacturers. They may post some early pictures, but rarely will you get all the technical details. So what generally happens is this time of year, get to go to several manufacturers, you know, used to be we travel a fair bit for those. Obviously that's tamed the last couple of years, but um, yeah, I'll say I was up at uh, uh, TaylorMade doing some testing up there, Nice. Uh, went through their 2023 product line. Um, you'll hear more about that on January 10th and January 20th, I think are the other embargo dates for the other half of their product, um, but fun, uh, insightful. And uh, I've also got some Titleist, some of their new white box balls uh in hand and i'm actually gonna white box balls which are always fun to go through the prototypes and one of the things with those is you know again 
it's it's easy to, as they say in England, read what's on the tin, um, but it's kind of real life trying to see what the differences are. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, you know, we're we're doing indoor testing, but I do have the advantage of having, um, you know, an athlete like uh, Noah Steele, who won on the on the Canadian Tour in, yeah. in twenty twenty one. He's going to go through and do the ball testing. Uh, with me and we're going to just look at spin rates some field comparisons just the things that we can do uh, without dealing with the aerodynamics of ball flight because yeah. you got to remember you know people have to remember that you know two golf balls can take off the same um, but obviously perform much differently in the air so take that into account when you're looking at doing stuff on just straight launch monitor testing and particular launch monitors mm -hmm. that only measure at impact as opposed to the whole way, especially for golf balls. Yes. You know, clubs are one thing as far as the interaction, but golf balls is all about flight. So yeah. So I'll be doing that in the next little while and uh, yeah, it should be fun. And who knows what else will filter into the house. I know I've got, uh, I know I've got a couple of product knowledge sessions coming up uh, at the back end of the holiday uh, season here. Um, just some, you know, online stuff with a couple of other manufacturers uh, right at the start of January. So uh, getting some more details, but yeah, we'll, we'll be sharing all that um, on the podcast here and on the website at flagstick.com uh, come January. Just look for yeah. lots and lots of equipment stories. Now, now you're down in Kingston. So obviously this is yeah. kind of a, a, a local uh, a local angle thing that uh, yeah. is going on for you down in down in the Kingston area with Extenda family. Yeah, well, this is actually it is and it isn't. So, I mean, this was brought to me um, by Todd Kierstead from Paragolf Canada. Yeah, uh, does a lot of stuff. With, and is that guy? Uh, does Does anybody do more? Well, you know, uh, for yeah. for for He's all uh, over the place, just dealing with the, yeah. the the extremes of the market, the golfers that are maybe not getting attention. And he just he he came down here uh, last week, I guess it was. Yeah, last week uh, for a grand opening uh, An extended family. Kingston is much like uh, a lot of agencies that you will see in all the communities across the country. Uh, providing opportunities uh, for people that maybe don't see the opportunities uh, dealing with special needs and so forth and their families as well. Um, extended family basically, you know, provides recreational opportunities and opportunities to, for them to learn, you know, people learn life skills and so forth. And one of the things that they've added to their facility down here in Kingston, I've yet to see it. I, I've seen pictures of it. I've, I've gone back and forth with their executive director a little bit, um, but they've added uh, an accessible screen golf. So basically, a simulator um but it has modified golf tools we'll say mm -hmm. so you know clubs that are larger heads and so forth things that are easier to hit um accessibility for people that if they're at a wheelchair they can actually you know hit golf balls to the side into the screen um these are people that you know maybe have never been exposed to golf before or played golf previously and because of life circumstances you know creating um you know physical challenges for them now being able to kind of get back and have some sort of semblance of golf in their life so it, it's kind of cool to see uh, and I drive by this place pretty much uh, every day. It's on the way to my daughter's school. Oh, nice. So, okay. so I'm going to pop in at some point and uh, see how it is and maybe talk to some of the, the residents and some of the you know, the users uh, there and see how that uh, is enhancing their life. But, you know, cool just to see golf being utilized. Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, with, yeah, so pretty neat. And, and, and Todd is, uh, uh, I mean, uh, what a, Todd is just an absolutely amazing human being. Yeah, like, I spent some time with him in Whistler this year. He was he was out there when I was there and doing doing a clinic and yeah, he just uh yeah, he gives with his whole heart. 
Oh, no as, question. Yeah. It's 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 on his sleeve. It's all over. The place. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, okay, so some other things, uh, just news related stuff, and we like to get there. Uh, you know, news is fun, but uh, yeah. not necessarily as fun as the rest of this show might be. <laughs> so, just some mentions, really, yeah. more than anything, right? Um, so why don't you why don't you just you know follow up on some of the news related stuff, and then yeah. we can get into some other good things. Yeah, just some quick uh, things. Uh, Maddie Zarek, uh, people probably saw, you know, she was quite successful this year at the CP Women's Open. Didn't quite. She had an LPGA Tour card this year, but didn't quite get into as many events as she hoped. I believe she played fourteen events this year uh, from London, Ontario, uh, but also lives in Texas as well. She she um, she's a dual citizen. Uh, she regained her LPGA Tour status through Q School. The Q series, which is grueling. I mean, the finals are eight rounds, so that was great to see. Uh, very happy for for Maddie that she's uh, she's back out there. Uh, Aaron Cockrell from Manitoba continues to be uh, quite successful. He had a top five finish there to to finish up his season on the DP World Tour. Got his t- got his season really started quickly in three events and, and played uh, quite well. Um, and I also saw that uh, he's actually so he's got a TrackMan set up in his garage there in Manitoba, <laughs> and uh, TrackMan is just introduced. They t- they had talked about doing it. Uh, they have six events coming next year. Uh, five they've introduced already as far as the courses are concerned. Hundred thousand plus uh, dollar purses uh, to play, and he actually would post it on Instagram that you know he's fired up and he's entered in the in the first tournament uh, to play. <laughs> so here's a guy who's number thirty on the DP World Tour rankings. He's going to play TrackMan uh, tournament golf. Playing TrackMan tournament golf. It is How a, awesome. It, it, is that it, really? It is a professional tour. They took 250 players uh, for the first event. They'll sign the course. They'll do the whole thing. They have to videotape while they're doing to kind of attest how they're doing it. They have, you know, very set conditions because they are playing for a fair amount of money. Oh, yeah. Um, it's only $130 entry fee. Is this and... open? Cause uh, yeah, I know, it's... I know a place that I can go to play in this. Like... <laughs> it's closed. Andy, now. Andy. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it uh, well, the, you might get into some of the other ones, but the first one sold out really, really fast. Um, they're Bummer. actually taking they're actually taking a good chunk of the purse. I think a hundred dollars from each of the entrants as well, putting that into the purse. They have close to the pins, long drives, whatever. So I think a long the- drive, I'm not going to be threatening anybody, yeah. on, that's for sure. So, but it's neat to see. Uh, and uh, I'll check the uh, I'll check the entry list. I, I, it's for men and women. I already saw uh, several LET tour players and stuff like that were were entered as well. Uh, that was only when there was about 80 players in there. I'll go back and have a look uh, and see uh, of the 250 players. You know, maybe there's a few other Canadians in there as well. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. Now we actually talked about. It's interesting that they're doing that because you and I talked about the idea of, of um, when uh, when our good friend Andy McWilliams opened up um, who does Golf Sim Gurus. Yeah, he's got Celtic friend Golf of the show. Center down in Kempville. He has, yeah, uh, yeah Celtic Golf Center in, in Kempville. We had talked about the idea. We were looking at, okay, we have the flagstick open and we have the flagstick two ball. And we're like, yeah. It really would be nice to do, you know, um, an off-season event. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Or, you know, even a, even an in-season event, but not not on a golf course. And, yeah. and doing a track man uh tournament um mm-hmm. you know we're in a limited field and stuff and we talked about possibly doing that and now you see yeah. this being done now this this is a little different because i don't think that we would get into having people play in it remotely all over the global no. unless you involved other facilities in it right yeah yeah, you know, yeah. and then you made it big that way but yeah it's um, it's, it's, it's a 
Yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a big advancement now that, you know, the systems have become more consistent. Um, you know, we've seen professional indoor golf on simulators in uh, Asia for a few years. Mm. Um, there's actually ones where they're using qualifying, they're actually giving spots on particular tours where people are qualifying and getting exemptions to go into things. So I think it just opens up a new realm of golf and inventory for golf. Well, esports is a thing, right? I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, they, they have F1 racing for esports and, and, mm -hmm. and car, like automotive yeah. racing. Um, you know, they obviously have their little, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever it is. They These kids play Apex Legends or F Fortnite or Fortnite or whatever it is. You got me. Fortnite. I've seen that thing. That thing is so stupid I think, looking. I, I, think the, I think the old guys play Fortnite. Yeah, the, <laughs> no question. I've seen this Fortnite thing. They're running around playing as gingerbread men and snowmen and marshmallows and stuff. I'm like, what is that? Come on. I like it. Crazy. Like it. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be kind of a cool thing to and so we this is something we talked about. We are looking at the idea of doing this. Andy just asked me um mm. a couple days ago about, you know, are you still thinking about maybe doing something like yeah. that? So yeah, that could be fun as a social type event too. Yeah, you know, people can come and gather and uh, hang out. We love we love obviously the golf community and we love to reach out and and uh, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll keep people updated. Yes, on yes. that one. How's we're that? always so, looking at doing stuff. So yeah, uh, for sure, we're open to ideas too. So if anybody has ideas and they for stuff events and stuff that they'd like to yeah. see and they want to shoot it by us and we can work the yeah. logistics out and make it work, we might do it. It's what we yeah. like to do. We like yeah. to do. Um, okay, anything else on the? Oh, so yeah. we got Canadian pros on the move. Yeah, so basically, that? yeah, I've got an article up on flagstick.com if people want to go. I basically went through the ranking reports for the professionals. Uh, so Rolex rankings and official world golf rankings. Basically went through sort of the top Canadians and the top movers for the Canadians within the year. And people will be surprised uh, not only who's at the top, but who's made the biggest moves during the year. So I've got a full outline of that. So if people want to go to flagstick.com, they could go and discover who's moving up and down or who moved up and down in 2022. Uh, some cool things. I mean, some people made some yeah. big moves. Um, but yeah, they can check that out there. And one last thing that we'll get to. Okay. Uh, the, the aforementioned uh, Noah Steele. Yes. Uh, renamed to Team Canada for the oh, fourth nice. year. Uh, Ashton, they really named the, the whole program uh, this week. Again, you can go up to flagstick.com, get the full synopsis, who's on it. Uh, they named 57 athletes as part of Team Canada and Team Canada Next Gen, uh, which is, you know, the new expanded program. Uh, Ashton McCullough, who's also from Kingston, is also part of Team Canada. He's wow. back. He was on the junior team before. Um, he's uh, at Michigan State. And then on the Next Gen team, which is sort of the up-and-comers, uh, a little bit younger, James Newton from Royal Ottawa, and Carly Mayer, who won the Ontario Women's Amateur, who's just 14, uh, and winning that Women's Amateur. She'll be on the next gen as well. And then what's cool was I walked with this guy at the CP Women's Open this year, and we know him from playing in our tournaments in the past, Dr. Adam Kingsbury. Uh, hmm. will be will be part of the support staff for the next gen. I knew that was wow. happening. And we chatted about that. Obviously, he's done a lot Dr. of... Dr. Uh, Adam Kingsbury. I know. He's done wow. a lot of uh, work in psychology uh, related to, you know, sports uh, performance. Uh, he's also done a lot of analytics work. He obviously did that for Rachel Homan's team, uh, you know, from the curling side. But he moved away from the curling, has an independent practice. But now he's getting back involved in, in golf again. And he's going to be part of that support staff. And then there's a third tier, Team Canada, 
Team Canada Next Gen, and then there's a new regional ID program okay. that's going to involve a whole bunch of coaches and stuff across the country, uh, about 80 plus coaches, and they haven't pushed that list out yet, but uh, yeah, there'll be some familiar names on that in that ID program wow. and coaches uh, when it comes as far as uh, people from Eastern Ontario. So You know, the thing that Carly, um, mm-hmm. it's so cool to see how she is like, you know, no, this, this, her, she's trending. From yeah. from when we first started talking about Carly, like, mm-hmm. you know, years ago, playing, when she was play, probably seven, yeah, yeah. like play junior, uh, play golf, play junior golf tour, and yeah, and uh, you know, it was, and now seeing her where she is, it's just like wow. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you talk about somebody who's uh, who's really trending in the right direction, and yeah, you know, you're always were... looking, you always kind of draw these comparisons. You say you're looking for the next Brooke Henderson kind of mm-hmm. thing. Well, you know, she's not she's not That's winning like that. um you know at that young age but but trending you know trending in the right direction with with her um her game yeah and and she's advanced a lot i mean i spent some time with her during the practice round of the interior junior girls the year before last when it was at brockville um you know certainly could swing the club well and do a lot of things well but you know had a lot of things to add in there and learn but she's got that potential and she's such a sponge yeah um she's always willing to learn and you know last year uh, she does play out of uh, Loyalist, and that's where the Ontario Women's Amateur was last year. But, you know, shot nine under there, was near flawless uh, in playing that, handled it very well. And people can go back and listen to a podcast interview did with her uh, that was on that. But uh, great to see her as part of the Team Canada program, the Next Gen program. Uh, it'll just provide some extra resources, extra opportunities uh, to do some different things. And, you know, just will help out her her development as it has for the other players. So uh, good to see uh, some Eastern Ontario content uh, in that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, things Quite a bit too. up to update people on as we head into 2023. Sweet, sweet. Um, okay, Scott, do yes. uh, what do you think? Do we want to jump into some of this year in review stuff now? We want to pop a quick break and then and then get back at it. So what do you think? Uh, why don't we hit a couple and then we can, you okay. know, we can All do right. a bunch in the back nine, uh, things that stand out for you. So really what we want to talk about is sort of, you know, big stories for this year, things that happen, especially ones that are related to, uh, Eastern Ontario. I think we just talked about one, uh, um, yeah, exactly. Bit. Yeah, we did. Uh, so um you know these are and again you can go back to the website i just posted this uh, uh story today that are kind of the top five most read ones mm-hmm. on the website or the most popular ones these are the ones that sort of stood out for me as i sifted through okay um but without even looking at the list right right oh. in front of you what what events uh would jump out and we can well, go right okay. to that one i don't even need to look at the list the single biggest but, event that we had in this region in this in this area uh yeah. in 2022 is the cp women's open at the at the hunt i mean that was yeah. that was the biggest story for yeah. a year or more leading into it because we knew it was coming because of right. all the you know with covid and all the delays and stuff we knew it was yeah. coming yeah. there was so much anticipation surrounding it it was all about you know the uh the charitable side of of what mm-hmm. we do here in in the national capital region it was all about brooke henderson being here and and hopefully being in contention and mm-hmm. um uh, did we expect when it happened that it was going to be as good as it actually turned out being i don't i mean i don't think that i'm never i was never skeptical about whether it would be good or not oh, i no, did no. not expect yeah. it to be 
that good like it was insanely good yeah especially considering 2017 and the benchmark that that had set um is probably you know the most successful cp women's open of all time Mm -hmm. uh for attendance and and so forth um but somehow somehow they exceeded it it. (laughs) they topped it and they actually were awarded again uh the best tournament on the lpga tour just as they were in 2017 uh, and that's a combination of a, a number of things, you know, logistics, uh, attendance, uh, charitable contributions, which obviously in, the, in this event, you know, ended up being two and a half million plus dollars, mm-hmm. you know, a couple million dollars going to Chio, about a half million heading into the uh, Rito Smith Falls area, obviously with the R- Brooks connection there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a great week. So I mean, here's would... a question for you. I know we're, yeah. you know, I mean, this is the way this show is going to go. We're not going to stay on track for very long. Um Here's a question for you. If it's mm-hmm. that good, yeah. Okay. Every time it comes here, yeah. It's well supported. Volunteers are off the chart. Money right. for sponsorship dollars are there. Like yeah. everything is good. Spectators, ticket sales, the whole deal. The players mm-hmm. love coming here and playing. So the field yeah. is, has always been outstanding. So is that recipe an every five year thing? Is that recipe an every three year thing? Could an event, an LPGA event in Ottawa, yeah. be sustainable every year like some other mm. places? It, it, it's too hard to do it every year because it puts uh, too much pressure on a facility. Um, and the problem is, is that not every facility can accommodate this tournament in the same way. Um, there are some unique things with the hunt club, as far as logistics, with the airport right there with parking and so forth that while other golf courses are good, they might not be able to put together the same secret sauce recipe, Mm -hmm. uh, to make it work out perfectly that way. That said, uh, as long as CP is continued to be tied to this tournament, as far as their sponsorship is concerned, Ottawa is a key hub for them. They know and understand how important Brook is to this tournament. Um, So they understand how important it is to bring it back to this community. So they will get it back here as fast as they can, Mm -hmm. as fast as a club will allow and what's convenient. Because again, this does put a lot of serious resource, um, you know, pressure on a golf course, Mm -hmm. on the members that have to give up the golf course, not only for a week, but they have to give up, you know, inconvenience and other factors of preparation and all sorts of different things that are going on. So um, it's not as simple as people would think. Um, It would be nice to have it back there every year as, you know, a a permanent site, but you're not going to see that because again, it is the, it is the CP women's open. It is the Canadian open. It has to travel. Um, and it's going to travel more into other markets that, you know, CP is obviously uh, important, you know, they, they are important part of their, their business as well, which is, you know, really key. So, um, but yeah, it, it would, would be great. Uh, but I think yeah. you need, I think you need some anticipation as well. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking to me, I was thinking they could be like a, you know, every five years, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. No, no. because well, then that, it gives well, a that... different, it gives a different generation yeah. now, obviously, you know, a player like Brooke Henderson, if she's the if she's the the driving force behind the attendance and mm-hmm. and so on, she's not going to be at that level every five years. Right. So you kind of yeah. want it more often while she's yeah. still out there. But as yeah. I said before, I'm not too sure how long Brooke is going to want to be. You know, out there doing this, I I still yeah. feel like she's kind of like a Lorena Ochoa kind of thing. Like she's gonna she's gonna get out there, she's gonna do her thing, she's gonna be relevant and 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 win and mm-hmm. be great, and then she's just 
she's going to move on and and i could be wrong yeah you know, uh but... the thing is every five years definitely uh yeah def- definitely we're probably going to see that that's for sure and, that would be and, awesome. and, I, and i think the fan base is so strong here um while brooke is an important cog in that wheel i, I think the fan base and golf community is so strong in on in the national capital region that you know it would continue to support the event to at least the extent that it yeah. does across the country or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, gr- great, uh, great event. Just to wrap that up quickly, uh, you know, Paula Rito, uh, great winner. She was very classy in, in making the win, played spectacularly. And we have to mention, obviously, as well, Lori Kane. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Lori's last stand as far as playing the CP Women's Open, um, where she started, where she finished. Um, it, it was an emotional week uh, for her, everybody who, you know, has followed Lori during her career, been around Lori. Um, she could not have been classier. Um, it was a privilege to to watch her play and just even walk the last four holes with her. Uh, mm-hmm. As I've said before, I think I shot 600 photos on the last yeah. four holes. Wow. Um, but, you know, to spend time with her and, and uh, you know, her niece, Charlotte Jenkins, who was, who was caddying for her, um, it, it was a magical week. And, and it just added to it as far as the combination. And if people go and look, that was Lori's last stand was actually one of our most popular stories uh, for the year. Perfect. And Chris Stevenson did a great job on that. Uh, Chris, who caddied for her in you know in her first events uh very early on it came full circle and you know 30 years later uh he was writing the story and it just made it perfect i got to snap the pictures he got to write the story we got to hang out with laurie and you know it was a fun way to see the season season finish up so yeah okay before we before we take our break uh since we're on the topic of uh of cp women's open and the lpj and in particular we're on the topic of of brooke henderson let's just take a look at brooks uh you know, to 2022, mm-hmm. uh, campaign and, uh, and her, what she accomplished, um, you know, uh, on the tour this year. Yeah. She said, uh, you know, she wouldn't call it her best year, but she said it was one of her best years, um, which is amazing when you think it's about incredible that. Even. I know, yeah. uh, you know, got, got, uh, she's now up to 12 LPGA tour wins. Uh, got two this year, uh, one at uh, ShopRite, which is a fun golf course that uh, Donald Ross course down there near Atlantic City um, that she's played well in the past and won her second major, which was huge. I yeah. mean, um, she had won that, you know, that PGA championship so early on um, in her career that it was wonder of, okay, when is she going to win another major? And obviously she's been in contention. Um, the cool part is they've also announced that Sahali, where she won uh, her major is going to host the KPGM or Cape PMG women's PGA championship in 2024. So okay. she's obviously looking forward to getting back there, but uh, you know, um, 22 events that she played in 10 top tens, uh, finished third in the race to the CME Globe, nearly 2.57 million in earnings uh, on a tour that's you know hard to scratch out that much on. Mm-hmm. Um, just a just a, a measure of consistency and and uh, you know it's nice for her also to get back to those two win seasons because that's that's sort of been her trend throughout yeah. her career. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those are the expectations. I mean, you know, one one win, you know, not even oh, not even yeah. getting a win, but having a yeah. whole whack of top tens would be an accomplishment yeah. for anybody on the LPGA sure. tour. But yeah. but to have that in your mind that you know, for me, two wins a year is good. I'm like, are mm. you kidding me right now? Two wins a year yeah. is an okay year. You know, well, if you if you consider that you know we go all the way back to, oh, I'd have to double check it um on her official world golf rankings but i think it's since 2000 
15. Uh, she's been in the top 20 of the official world golf rankings since then. She's only wow. 25. She's only 25 right now. Jeez. So that, I mean, to be able to do that and you, you stack that against whatever other standard you mm-hmm. want, as far as the LPGA or PGA tour or whatever, um, to be able to have that level of performance and to stay there, uh, it, it's tough to do. Yeah. Um, and as much as maybe some people go, Oh, it's a top 10 another top 10 or whatever. Top tens are hard. It's a hard game. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and the fact now she's, uh, she said, I think I mentioned on the other week, she said 200, uh, Rolex world ranking, uh, events now. And obviously she's performed super, super well during those, but, uh, I, I would say a massive success for her. Um, I would say it's successful for her personally as well. She really balanced, so. balanced her life. Uh, I think she did. Fact- she did it. She did things a lot differently and, mm-hmm. and still had a very high level of success doing it. Mm-hmm. So that goes to prove something to yourself that, you know what, I don't have to, I don't have to push myself crazy all year long and risk burning out and getting injured and stuff like that. I can, I can pick and choose a little bit more and I can be rested and ready and then play well when I play and, and still have a, a, you know, a good quality of, of personal life too. So um, if you can do that, great. I mean, obviously if you're not at her level um, and you're on the LPGA you know, you don't have the luxury of maybe being able to to pick and choose as much, mm, and you got to grind it a little bit more week to week. But yeah. she she is who she is, and yeah. that affords you an opportunity to do things a little bit differently than other people do. So good on yeah. good for her, good for her. Love Brooke yeah. Anderson, hundred percent, figuratively. <laughs> yeah, she's a great kid. So, um, okay, we gotta we gotta take a break. Yeah, and. When we come back, we'll continue our year in review and our little tidbits and throw-ins here and there, uh, whatever happens to come to mind today, because it's kind of one of those days. So uh, uh, you're listening to the Flagstick Podcast. Stay with us. We'll be right back. With Z-Star Series Divide, Hideki sees it all. See? There's the spin. And boom. That's the line. Introducing the two-tone Z-Star Series Divide, only from Strixon. Welcome back to the Flagstick Podcast, our year-end show, if you will. Uh, I am Jeff Botter with Scott McLeod, as always. And uh, we're just going to continue on... Continue on our discussion about some of the things, uh, the stories, the highlights, some stories and things that happened over the um, over the last year, last season. Uh, kicking off our back nine, uh, brought to you as it has always, every single week by Golf Sim Gurus and our good friend Andy McWilliams. Uh, work on your game all year round in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulator setups built to your specs and your budget. Visit GolfSimGurus.ca to learn more. Uh, okay, Scott. Um, let's jump into our back nine and, and continue our conversation about uh, you know the year that was, um, and kind of going back to what we already kind of alluded to, uh, talking about Carly Mayer, yeah, um, and and how and her her uh, her trajectory and how mm-hmm. she's trending, um, and uh, trending in the right direction, obviously because she this past year she wins the 107th uh, uh, Ontario Women's Amateur. Yeah, which um, and at 14. Which is, yeah, at 14, which uh, was cool because, you know, 
she was battling back and forth with a 13 year old and a 12 year old in that chamber, which is incredible at the amateur level. This is not the junior. This is not the Ontario junior. No, this, this, is, the Ontario the, this Women's is the big amateur. one. Like This is the big one. So uh, yeah, that was, that was fun uh, following that. It, like I mentioned, it was out in Bath, Ontario at Loyalist Golf and Country Club. Uh, and, you know, neat to see. Uh, she was battling out with Lucy Lynn, the 12 year old that played in the CP Women's Open this year that, yeah. that Monday qualified. So, you know, this is rarefied air as far as these players are concerned. And, um, you know, and quality golf. We're not we're not talking, you know, way over par or whatever. I mean, uh, Carly at one point was 10 under par, finished at nine, uh, you know, and Lucy uh, was at at four. Um, yeah, it, it was just great to watch. It was a good competition that week. And, you know, kind of a nice uh, other segment to that championship was the mid-amateur the interior women's mid-amateur mm-hmm. we had uh again several local players that were sort of contending there including uh augusta james uh, now augusta mcginnis what a great what a great golf name now augusta it is McGinnis. awesome isn't that yeah. isn't that something she just got married so i mean it was good before when she was augusta james but you know if you're a friend if you're a fan of ireland and you you've been you know to ireland for a golf trip or whatever now she's got Guinness in her name, Mick Guinness, but still it's pretty fun. Uh, Augusta McGuinness, but um, you know, she had obviously played her way up, won the Ontario women's amateur, uh, played super, super well, won on the uh, Symmetra. Now the Epson tour, um, you know, had a few uh, chances to play in some LPGA tour events. Her professional career was derailed uh, by wrist injury and wrist surgery, um, mm-hmm. you know, got back to playing the game a little bit. And, you know, this was at her home club. This is where her dad is the, you know, the director of golf and her brother is a golf professional. And, um, you know, she grew up at, at Loyalist. So she decided to give it a shot and enter uh, yeah. in the mid amateur category. Smart choice. Uh, Smart choice. Uh, she was a leader early, had a rough second day, uh, but ended up uh, coming through in the end to win the title, which, you know, really went full circle for her. Uh, and she was certainly overjoyed. And it was great to see, you know, uh, Gus is somebody that I've followed since she was in 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, followed her, you know, throughout her entire career, went back and forth a lot when she was in her professional career and how she was coming through. And, you know, she said, what was neat about this event is it sort of brought back her joy of golf again and going and playing it. She sort of rekindled, you know, that competitive spirit. So uh, nice to see uh, two local players, as far as the region is concerned, uh, win those titles at the Ontario Women's Amateur when it was held here in this region. Beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Great stories. I mean, these are the kind of things that over the course of the year, I mean, we see, we see and hear pretty much everything as it as it relates to golf, particularly, you know, in this region. And, you know, for us, you know, over 25 years of doing what we do, mm-hmm. players like Augusta and her yep. brother Austin and, mm-hmm. you know, her dad and players like Carly and and Brooke and Brooke's sister, Brittany, and so on and so on, you know, Brad Fritch. And mm-hmm. these are people, these are players that we have followed their career. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody has followed the careers to the extent that we have of these players for, you know, as long as we have. I mean, yeah. from the time that they were young junior golfers, barely, you know, barely breaking 80, yeah. uh, competing in intersectionals and, and junior events and junior field days and things like that throughout the region, back starting back in 1996, 
to this point, you know, watching these careers develop. Now, not all of them develop into Brooke Henderson type careers. No. You know, of all the players we've followed over the course of the years, Brooke is probably the one that has had the most success. Yeah, of course. Um, But there are so many that have had some level of success, whether it's Mm -hmm. Brad, you know, having Mm -hmm. a, having the time number of times that he's been on the PGA tour and the corn Ferry tour and, 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 uh, you know, Lee, Lee Curry and the career that he's had and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Carl Desjardins, you know, when he kind of started to to get it going and, you know, um, it's just, and the list goes on and on and on Matt McQuillan. I mean, Matt McQuillan Mm -hmm. was tied for fourth at the John Deere classic on the PGA tour. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you were down there the, the, the day that he finished the sixth round of, uh, you know, final stage of sixth round of final stage of Q school, just keep that in mind. Cause that doesn't happen anymore, No, but you were down there when he, when he did it and the grind that it just, this is why we do what we do. I think people, you know, again, getting off on a, you know, going a different direction here, but this is what, this is what have, you know, shows like this, where we start going back and looking at, at a year like this and thinking, you know what, how cool is it that we have been there? Yeah. You know, for all you of know, this happening. And, and and the thing is, it's not, it's not cool for the sake of just saying you've been there. It's mm-hmm. cool for the, it's cool for the personal aspect of it. And, and you know, I, I guessed it on a podcast this week. And one of the things they asked about was, you know, the, the nature of media and, you know, why we've been around that long. And, you know, it, it's, 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 again, it's personal. It's caring about these stories before they become stories, mm-hmm. um, creating the connection with the people. And also, you know, it's not about just, you know, latching on to their success at, professional golf I, i'm just as excited that augusta james now augusta mcginnis is now the general manager at briar fox in, in Marysville, yeah. and it's fun to keep following that story and so it's success golf related and, and not golf related I'm just as proud yeah. of you know players that go on to, i mean adam kingsbury we already mentioned him in the first part of it dr you know, adam, adam kingsbury it's nice to follow his success when you know he was a golfer an upcoming golfer and a competitive golfer but it's just as cool to see him have professional success mm-hmm. uh in some ways now it's obviously linked to, to golf as well, but <clears throat> in their field. And, and it's that personal tie to these people. Well, we still have that connection with all these, right. play, these players, yeah. whether they're still in the golf industry, whether it's as a, as a, as an amateur, as a professional, as a general right. manager, not in the golf industry at all with some 100%. of them. We still have that connection yeah. where we can reach out on, you know, DM them on Twitter or mm-hmm. text them on, 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 uh, on, uh, you know, Facebook messenger or message them because yep. we have their phone number of their email like we're still in connect in contact mm-hmm. and connections with all of these people for the last like i've had yeah. i've had conversations in the last you know three or four years with with golfers that i covered them playing golf back in the year in the mid yeah. you know the late mid to late 90s yeah like when i started you know they're yeah. saying hey you know remember when you come out and and yeah. you know we did this and you know it, it's I think the important part there is for people to realize and understand it's not just, you know, you're not just doing it just from a a pay perspective and it's not a job. These are people you're invested in personally. Mm -hmm. And it's nice that you have the mutual respect with them and then back to us that, you know, we can stay connected to them and friends. And I I mean, that's the reward. And I I talked about that in a number of times this year, Um, you know, and that's, that's the fun part because really in the end, I mean, they're just people, Mm -hmm. you know, so, and we're all people. So it's not about just their accomplishments. It's about personally what that means to them on, on that level 
uh, more than anything, more than what happens in the TVs and the headlines and whatever. It's seeing them move on to, you know, have families and, you know, have other successes oh, away yeah. from the golf course. And, 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 you know, again, this is another year of that. That's another and year it's of that. The, the longevity of, of what we've been doing. And it, this is something that, that I, I hope that people that are listening and watching, particularly the golf industry people, whether it's the golf mm-hmm. course operators and managers understand why we're here. Yeah. You know, yes. These stories don't no, get told. These they, stories do not get told. Otherwise, it. none of the stuff that you're reading about uh, that you read about on flagstick.com or that you have read in the last 25 years in flagstick magazine, when we had the print version of the magazine, none of this stuff, none of these stories, none of these articles, none of this stuff gets written. If we're not here doing it because yeah. Long, long time ago, mainstream media, if you want to call it, mainstream mm-hmm. media stopped caring about regional golf, stopped caring about local yeah. golf unless and, and, it was and, a and, really and, big deal. Yeah. And that's understandable. And, be- and we're not and we're not saying it's the reporters no, that don't care. No. It's not. It's the those business. are management decisions. Right. So what's important for column inches in a newspaper and stuff. I mean, I spent trust me, I this is what I've done for for you know, the better part of my life, I spent time working in the daily and the weekly newspaper business before Flagstick even got started. I understand the value of column inches and space and, you know, what, how much you can afford, where something goes in the newspaper and what stories are important. For what we do, these stories are important. For mainstream media, at, so at one point years ago, when I first started this and Eddie McCabe was still around doing stuff, you know, these stories mattered. You know, Gord Holder was just getting his 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 cutting his teeth and covering local and regional golf. He was started showing up at all the terms. He was a copy editor and yeah. he, this was a side gig for him to cover golf. So, you know, <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying is that, yes, there's no print magazine anymore. So when I hear that, you know, it's too bad there's no print magazine. Well, there's a reason for that. Understand mm-hmm. that there's yep. a financial reason why there's no print mm-hmm. magazine anymore. Okay, um, okay. So we're where we are, where we're at, but we haven't yeah. stopped doing what we're doing. No, nothing's changed. Only no. the medium that we use to deliver yeah. that information right. has changed. We have Flagstick Digest newsletter. We have Flagstick.com, the magazine. We mm-hmm. have this podcast. Yeah. That's how we're getting that information out now, not yeah. by delivering a print magazine to a golf courses throughout the region, yeah. which we'd love to do. Hey, yeah, and financially, people, and, these and, days, that doesn't make sense. Right. And people have to understand that, you know, while we're journalists, um, we support the game. We're not necessarily trying to be cheerleaders, you know, from a journalism, but we're supporting to help and grow the game and support the game. And unfortunately, you know, that's not happening otherwise. And as hard as people try to do stuff independent, we're independent. We're not Mm -hmm. owned by a retailer. We're not co-owned by a a conglomerate or whatever, like maybe some other, you know, publications or whatever the case may be, Um, you know, so our support has to come from, you know, entities within the golf industry. So, you know, again, we understand golf courses are busy. Their job is not to do news and information. Yes, it's been great to see golf courses kind of, you know, engage their audience and try to do some things with social media. But what they found out is that it's very difficult to do that on a consistent basis and, and engage that. So if they want to grow their audience, 
they need to tap into our audience, our mm-hmm. overall growth, rather yeah. than just screaming at you know twenty followers on on Twitter. It's it's not going to do it for them from a marketing side. So we'll we'll not get into too much. Yeah, of yeah. Habit, that could be a whole other top, a whole other right. podcast in itself, but, talking but, about you know things yeah. like you know what does it really mean to grow the game? And I think right. you know let's just set that up. I want to do a podcast in the new mm. year. Because I want to touch this topic because I'm frankly getting sick and tired of people out there claiming that they're doing they're doing things to grow the game. Mm-hmm. Growing the game does not necessarily mean what people what some people in some organizations believe actually yeah. grows the game. I, so I agree. 100%. We're gonna leave it there and yeah. and we're gonna have a conversation about that because yeah. I think that's an important topic so, when you talk so about So let's get the game. back to the stories yes. that matter, the ones that people haven't really been talking about. And yes. I guarantee you. You know, when we start to talk about something like the Ottawa Valley Golf Association and obviously yes. thousands of stories that we share in the years, uh, it's been great to see. And obviously Joe McLean, you know, that just retired with us this year, mm-hmm. um, you know, a big part of, you know, the coverage for uh, with us and our connection with the OVGA. And obviously, you know, you've been on that board for the OVGA, yep. but to see them establish their Hall of Fame you know, yes. last year, and now to see that continue into 2022 with their inductees has been great to see. And, you know, they obviously had an initial slate of inductees yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, which, which, then, which, yeah, which happens yeah. for sure. And, and then they added one more late in the year, which we've obviously talked about on yes. the show here. But, uh, you know, let's look at that categories and and you know they have a player category and they have a builder category yeah um but you know let's look at those inductees and and uh recognize them again for for well i think uh yeah when from a from a playing perspective i mean you know i see lee curry and graham gunn uh and andy nezen and bonnie wolf um and uh and davy black Mm -hmm. uh you know these are you know, when these people were inducted and announced, I mean, a lot of people would draw their attention right off the bat to people like Lee Curry um, and Graham Gunn and even right. Andy Nezan, Nezan and mm-hmm. and Bonnie Wolf. I mean, these mm-hmm. are, you know, household names. Uh, Davey Black, not as much, uh, right. you know, so, you know, being able to talk about those and 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 have bios on those people and see them inducted into the Hall of Fame is is super exciting, you know, from a player yeah. a player category perspective. I mean, I love seeing this kind of stuff. I love seeing people get the recognition that they deserve, yeah, uh, for what they've uh, for what they've done in the game. Yeah, uh, and that's where you talk about, you know, when we talk about just sideline growing the game. Mm-hmm. The player in the player category that those people are that's that's a personal accomplishments what they've done in the game and what they've 100%. accomplished. Yeah. What they've done doesn't do a whole lot to grow the game. I mean, it might do a little bit to get people encourage people to play, but not right. a lot. In the builder category, that's where you really start mm. to see the people that have devoted their time. Yeah, people like Joe who were who were yeah. just late, a late inductee into the Hall of Fame this year. Um, people like Joe who have given their time for so long right. in so many different areas and so many different facets of the game mm-hmm. for the purpose of helping get more people involved, helping those that are already involved, you know, have a place and a, and a, and a great experience like that's, yeah. you know, so when you look and at I, those other two people in the builder category too, those are yeah. huge names. Yeah. And I, th- I think what happens is that, you know, I think it's, it's underrated, the builder categories in most hall of fames in general mm-hmm. um you just see 
you know, and again, it's not to diminish, you know, a players. I mean, a lot of people will sit there and say, oh, well, a player did something that one particular week or a few particular weeks and, you know, they're getting a lot of fame for that. Yeah. They put a lot of work into that yeah. as well. Yeah. So, we're, so again, we're not diminishing that, nope. but just, just understand that, you know, hall of fames generally will uh, go towards the people that get the big headlines. Yeah. You know, they, that tends to be it. And, and, but what about know, the ones that don't get the big headlines? Right. And it's no fault of, of anyone that that happens, but the, you know, it's not as sexy to talk about somebody being a volunteer and, you know, developing the game and, uh, you know, ascending to the ranks of the board for the, you know, for the CLGA, which obviously became part of the golf Canada in as case of Mary Drummy is concerned. Mm -hmm. These people put day in and day out behind the game and in most cases they're not doing this paid that's yeah, the other exactly. side of it and i'm exactly. not saying the players are getting paid or whatever for this but um you know these people in the builder category it, it's not their job right you know but they're doing things outside of it and even the people that where it is their job they're usually getting recognized because of the excessive amount of stuff they did mm -hmm. outside of their assignments so joe would be a great example yes he obviously has you know you know he obviously had things that he was doing particular for us for an example but you know his impact goes way beyond that as far oh, as it's it's, it's deep it's not it's time. it's not just a flag stick thing that's why right. we have to kind of clarify and we did when we first announced that joe won yeah. you know was inducted in the hall of famous that flagstick is a small blip on the radar of what a person like joe mclean has mm -hmm. done for golf yeah. in this region yeah. for the last god yeah. knows how many years i mean it goes back yeah. to you know pre-ovga and mm -hmm. and back you know with the assistants assistant professionals way back before he started doing what he's doing now for the yeah. for the uh, pga of ottawa yeah. um like it it's it's the depth of mm -hmm. of what these people have done yeah. for golf that that is the important to the growth yeah. of the game. Yeah. You, know? you look at somebody like John Holtzman, uh, you know, yeah. who was obviously affiliated with Rito view for many years and, and, and uh, you know, he did so much on the background, you know, with the various associations uh, with Maccabi games with, you know, as a, uh, an official, I mean, there's just, you know, even doing research on that sometimes is difficult because one, the person doesn't want to talk about it themselves of what mm -hmm. they did. Uh, second, it doesn't necessarily get a lot of attention, but you see how important it is because you yeah. know what? The, a lot of these players that, you know, end up going off onto, let's say they're going off to the junior nationals uh, and it happens to be in Quebec or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's usually somebody that has to go with them or has to be leading that team and volunteer and take time away from their job mm -hmm. and support them and organize a lot of those things. And those are the people within the association. So um, people like Mary Drummy and John Holtzman uh, being in the builder category, tremendous. And then again, you know, no disrespect to, you know, Graham Gunn, Andy Neeson, Bonnie Wolf, who obviously we loved, uh, you know, Lee Curry, uh, Davey Black, who made an impact, obviously was a runner up in the Canadian Open back in 1911. Yeah, uh, yeah you his, know. His son, Ken Black, won a, a PGA Tour event in 1936. 1911, the year that the, the uh, CPGA was formed, is it not? Cor correct, exactly. PGA of Canada. And he was he was integral. He was part of that as far as that early board. And he was a pro at, at Rivermead at the time. Um, but yeah, you know, it's neat to see these people recognized. I know they're working on a slate for 2023 and we'll be excited to kind of announce that yeah. just like every hall of fame, you know, there is a long slate of people that need that, 
uh, need to be recognized for what they do. They they don't need it personally, but they deserve it for the yeah. respect uh, to respect kind of what they've done. And, and uh, so far, so good as far as the uh, Ottawa Valley Golf Association and their committee. You know, they're obviously putting together a great slate of people that need to be recognized. And yeah. congratulations to all those that were inducted in 2022. Okay, now looking at our notes here there's a ton of stuff we're not oh, yeah gonna, we're not going to get through all of no, this no, no. by by any stretch of the imagination so um uh, let's take a look at uh let me think here grab let's whatever you like look. whatever yeah, comes let, to mind let's take a look at uh well let's on the on the same line of of a uh, hall of fame we'll look at uh, mm -hmm. another uh, sports award um, sure the ottawa sports awards uh golfer of the year this is something yep. that uh, you know generally speaking when they they do the golf side of the ottawa sports awards they do tend to they've always kind of asked for our input mm -hmm. on uh on you know the uh who they should look at yeah uh, in this Espe especially if it's uncertain yes it's never it's not <laughs> obvious yeah um and this uh um the 20 i guess it's the 2021 though right yeah this, because they're they're awarding it this year yeah recognizing year. So, the, the person's so play and james newton uh, of uh, royal ottawa who you mentioned yeah. is also part of that team canada program yep the next um, program yeah was uh was uh awarded the uh, ottawa sports award golfer of the year for 2021 yeah, um he was that's a huge accomplishment he had an outstanding mm -hmm. 2021 yeah um, certainly. you know as far as his accomplishments his playing accomplishments and um, he's, yeah, he blew he blew away the field at the Ontario Junior at Whistlebear. He yes. went super deep there, had a million birdies. It's crazy, uh, and it was such a great showcase for him to showcase his talent and, mm -hmm. and his abilities. And you know that was obviously propelled him to uh, you know now he's at Rutgers University in New Jersey as far as his scholarship there. And uh, you know as you mentioned, now part of the Golf Canada Next Gen program, which is just gonna just gonna help him out. It's awesome. More. And the flagstick open this year. Mm -hmm. You know. Finally, getting back to our uh, getting back <laughs> get... to our regular our regular date. We we've, yeah. uh, we've recently uh, at the beginning of this year we recently inked a, a five year deal uh, with Equinel to uh, for them to continue to be the host uh, club yep. uh, for the Flagstick Open for the next five years, including this year. And it was nice to get back there. And and at the same time, it was nice to get. Who would have thought that the uh, the guy that won it the year before <laughs> was uh, was going to defend? Uh, yeah defend and, and become only the second uh uh two-time third uh, third sorry third. the third two-time winner yes that's yeah, sorry we have we have a third yeah. we have a three-time winner yes we that's right too we do yeah yeah so, no, so we'll never he, be a three-time winner again no <laughs> never so, be a four-time winner let's right, put it through that so, way so he has an opportunity to get it so brendan smith obviously did mm -hmm. well and especially you know what um and i'm going to give props to ourselves and our team because we were able to get this event in oh uh, yeah considering this was the weekend the may long weekend it was it when we had the massive storm come through uh the ottawa region um was you know as we talked about earlier had some implications as far as power weather trees everything like that but somehow somehow we got 36 holes done with a little pause in there we got the meal in too we got the meal in yeah. under, under, under the and and we'll give a lot of credit to the team at equinel for for getting that done unreal uh, obviously with no power uh it was it was definitely a trying event i mean i don't know if it could be 
have any more uh, tumultuous circumstances than that. <laughs> and, and and the players, you know, uh, yeah. obviously playing through, you know, some heavy rain on that second day. But, you know, Brennan Smith, uh, you know, kudos to him, 73 uh, after his 68. And the 73 was miraculous considering the weather. Yeah, it was definitely one of the more challenging event, uh, challenging flagstick opens to um to deal with from a scoring perspective you know we had to drive Dress. late at night drive to <laughs> oh, tim yes. hortons in winchester to jump on their wi-fi For so that minutes? i could uh so that <laughs> i could get the uh, uh get the new draw up and and whatnot there we go i'm back <laughs> I'm out of focus. If you're watching on YouTube, sorry, that's too if, funny. If you're, if you're if you're on any of the audio uh, platforms, you won't even notice having, that. You but... won't even notice, but yeah, my camera kept going out of focus as I leaned oh back my gosh. And, and, and whatever. So I apologize to the YouTube people, but uh, yeah, sorry. You on uh, on uh, you know Audible, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods. We're on lots of platforms. You didn't see that, but you can. Oh, some other quick little hits just to sure. get these in because I think they're important before yeah, we wrap sure. up this show this week. Gord Percy, uh, GM, head professional at Smith Falls Golf Club, uh, is uh, was installed as the 49th president of the PGA of Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, that's awesome. Gord's a great yeah. guy. He's uh, tailor made for that kind of thing. He really um, is. You know, he's he's uh, he's uh, just a very um, from the stand standpoint of a management kind of guy, he's the perfect person to be the president yeah. of the PGA Canada. Yeah, and he demonstrated that all year long. And uh, you know, I'm only sad that it's only a two year term, uh, but I know yeah. he'll be. I know he'll be involved with the uh, with the boards and stuff for for quite some time. But uh, you're right, uh, and he's got a great slate of things that he wants to get done. He's already accomplished a lot in his first season, and uh, yeah, good on Gord. And that was a great great appointment, and uh, he's doing a fabulous job. Although it's a busy job, he's traveling a lot more. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, yeah, so uh, good, good on good on Gord. Um, Lee Curry and Graham Gunn uh, win the uh, uh, PGA of Canada Ottawa's own championships. Uh, yep. Not not unfamiliar name, uh, not unfamiliar names whatsoever to uh, victories on the Flagstick.com Players Tour. Yeah, um, between the two of them, they have quite a few. <laughs> yeah, quite a few. Um, I think Lee now owns like has the record seven. Uh, seven, I think so. Yeah, seven's own championships. Yeah, something that's like that. insane. Yeah. I remember I remember when three was the record. Yeah, well, times change. <laughs> big time, <laughs> big time. Um, and uh I would say, you know, let's let's say one other kind of uh thing to say, you know, with respect to the OVGA. Uh the OVGA mm. also this year celebrated a hundred years of uh of uh, women's city and district uh, or women's yep. competition. Yeah, so hundred uh, years. A hundred years, which uh not a lot of uh not a lot of regions can can say. No. Um, so during the city and district championships, they, uh, they didn't, um, they invited, uh, 12 ladies from the, the various clubs, the original clubs that competed in, in, uh, 1922, uh, to convene and have the Founders cup competition. Uh, and they gave crystal awards to them. So it was a great way to recognize that history of competition, recognizing a fact, of course, you know, uh, there's been you know women's golf in the region for a long 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 oh, time yeah. but but that's the organized uh event within the uh obga and you know the men really were only a year older than that as far as the uh, ottawa valley golf association and the predecessors the district golf association the section under golf quebec as it was um but yeah cool to see and uh, yeah. they did that in july at, at uh, royal ottawa uh, sorry another before we before we um 
give it up for uh, for the rest <laughs> of the season. Yeah, um, take, take one other out. flagstick related thing. We uh, the 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 uh, flagstick two ball championship. Hmm. Um, I know we talk about the flagstick open because the flagstick open has a very long history now, which right. is great. It's great. It's great that we have a long history of a of an event, right? Yeah. Well, ten years for that event, yeah. and obviously we had Smuggler Shootout going back further, and we've been sponsoring events since two thousand back to the Garrison Open days. Yes, exactly. But we we uh, we launched a brand new event in September at the Brockville yep. Country Club um, after you know, postponing it uh, during hmm. the COVID time. Uh, yep. We finally, we finally made it happen. We and uh, it was awesome. Like it, it was really fun. was awesome. And oh, uh, I know that everybody that participated was like super pumped about, about the format of the event, mm-hmm. um, you know, being a two ball event uh, where everybody played their, um, played their own ball. Yep. Uh, but it was, uh, um it was a, um, a yeah, it, was cumul- it was cumulative with their partner. Yeah, exactly. So event, everybody, so. each player had to play. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, you have a bad hole. It's your partner's ball that counts. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It was both balls counted. And that mattered. That yes. mattered in the end for sure. It, it, it did. And we did yeah. it as a, uh, we did, it was flighted, mm-hmm. but everybody played the same tees too. We were yeah. able to, because it's the country club, it really lent itself to being able to set the course up the same for everybody. And there were no issues with that whatsoever. It went no. it went off well, and we know yeah. right off, as soon as it was over, we had a whole whack of people saying, "Yeah, I definitely mm. want to get into this for next year. Definitely want yeah. to get." So we're looking forward to that, and that is another another long term commitment that we have with Brothel Country Club to have that yep. event there in the fall. So we've got sort of our spring and fall event, and you know we've still, yeah. like we said, we're talking about trying to get something going in the summer mm-hmm. um, as a as a third event, whatever that event happens to be. But I, I, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned the two ball because yeah. uh, it was a long time getting that thing off the ground, yeah. and uh, once it got off the ground, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. It was it, it was, was a pretty amazing event. Uh, and I talked to Jason Walmark, the general manager at Brockville Country Club, uh, this week, and you know he's stoked about the the opportunity um, continuing that relationship and growing mm-hmm. that event. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, everybody, as soon as they got done, like, man, sign me up for next year. Um, more emails, phone calls, everything inquiring people go, okay, I got to play in this next year. Yeah. yeah. You got to play in it. So grab your partner now and figure it out and we'll, we'll get registration open as soon exactly. as possible yes. and uh, get that sorted out because it was a fun weekend, a little bit more, low pressure but still competitive mm-hmm. and as we said the flights worked out really well and and it made a difference even when we had an a and a c uh partnered together and playing in b there yeah. was drama right down to the very last green maybe not in the overall division because obviously there was great play there uh by phil patterson and adam, adam Foco. uh they they sort of uh went went uh you know somebody needs to be dethroned in 2023 yeah. <laughs> and for all those watching and listening somebody uh, needs to be dethroned challenge, challenge those lads exactly those exactly lads. the gauntlet has been thrown down yeah the line in the sand has been drawn and uh, we need some competitors to come in and uh, and cross that line. <laughs> cross yeah. the line. They, they will resist, but, uh, you know, you can give it your best shot. That's for sure. Okay. Well, um, awesome. Dude. This has been a great show. It's been an awesome show. I, I uh, you know, we obviously, you know, here at the fly at Flagstick uh, and the Flagstick podcast, we, we do wish everybody uh, a very uh, safe and, uh, and, and enjoyable holiday season with your families. Yeah. 
Um, we're coming right back at you again in uh, early in 2023. Can't tell you exactly when, but we're going to take We're going to take mm-hmm. a much needed break to spend time yeah. with our families and recharge the batteries a little bit. And, and uh, you Have know, maybe modify two. the format of this podcast a little bit. And you might've got a little preview of what that might look like today uh, with this podcast or on this podcast, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been good. So, you know, thanks for doing this, uh, Scotty Mac. All, yeah, all year, been... twenty-eight episodes. Yeah, hard to believe. Um, I know it's it's been fun, and uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll have lots more for for next year. We've got a lot of uh, great ideas. Obviously, we had a nice little meeting, uh, you know, this past week. Had a little breakfast and and chatted up uh, some ideas and some sunset plans. grill, baby. Yeah, planned, uh, chatted up some plans for next year, and yes. uh, I think we got some cool things that uh, you know not only uh, marketing partners will like, but our audience will like as well. And you know, got to thank all the listeners for for tuning in and sticking with us. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, you know, we had a bobble here and there where you were sick or I was sick, and we weren't able to maybe uh, record you know kind of every single week. But as you mentioned, we were able to crank out uh, twenty eight episodes, and you know, you can expect more continuing comment or comment. More continuing uh, content, content uh, for 2023, and we're looking forward to doing that. And who knows, maybe there's some sexy hats. I was gonna say, like anybody watching, available. anybody watching or <laughs> seen Scott's Instagram, uh, you know, has yeah. seen these these hats. Okay, yeah. this is not this is not a mistake. This is this is this is uh, not by necessarily by chance. Um, these these bad boys are available, and uh, I will. Um, we will let you know a little more detail yep. when we iron out the details and how we're going to make them available. Uh, but yep. we've got uh, we've got some 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 merch that you'll be able to kind of go and and uh, acquire. Um, and for those that do want some merch now, Reach go out. to CanadianProShop.com. Uh, right, still exactly. some head covers, yep. uh, some of the limited edition flagstick head covers available on that website. Um, and uh, maybe too late for the holidays, but uh, yeah. Uh, you know, an after an after Christmas or an after holiday gift is always a yep. good thing. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, you can for now you can check out that merch. But stay tuned; yep. some of this yep. stuff will be available in the new year, uh, and we'll yep. let you know how that happens. And we got to thank our you know our marketing partners this year, the people that supported the show. Yeah, very some, much so. some great companies. You can go back through each of the shows, and obviously we you know have a listing of of everybody who supported us. Uh, thanks to the teams there, and and recognizing and understanding that you know these stories and the communication of these stories and, and this content is super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we're happy that we have their support in that pursuit, and you know we hope the people that are listening go and support. Uh, these people who support us and then you know what it just becomes a community uh, yeah. just everybody supports each other and you know that's what we've done for 26 years 27 we're losing it now i know uh, i know when they get the years start blurring together. Yeah, and and the and the uh, hair gets grayer. So um, that's why we wear hats. Exactly. Thanks to everybody for that support, and you know we we promise that same support back. And you know, as you said, I hope everybody has a great holiday season, and uh, you know, get some rest. Um, yeah, it's a lot of support. I I think we need I need, I think we need a little bit of rest too. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Thank you for this, Scotty Mac. And, uh, you know, just as an extension to the thank yous, I'm going to thank your sponsors for for this week's episode, Metcalf Golf Club and Golf Sim Gurus. And, of course, our presenting sponsor this week's Rickson Golf Canada. Whether you're looking for a premium urethane option in the Z-Star, quality budget option, the soft feel, or somewhere in between with the Q-Star Tour, Srixon Golf is bound to have the perfect golf ball for your game. Visit 
srixon.ca for more information. Uh, we really hope you've enjoyed our 28 episodes in 2022 uh, of the uh, Flagstick Podcast, whether you've been listening or watching. Be sure to follow us continually on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to hit us up on the YouTube channel. Very important. Like us and click the notification bell to make sure that you never miss a single episode of anything that we put up on the YouTube channel, this podcast or otherwise. Uh, also, make sure you visit flagstick.com always because new content is popped up there every single day. Maybe not every day over the Maybe holidays, the holidays but, yeah. <laughs> but normally every single day we'll get good stuff up there for you delivered to you. Uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, I am Jeff Botter. And I'm Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick.